0: to the NOLA Drink Show. Join us as we explore the world of drink, food, and culture in New Orleans and beyond. Here's your host, Brian Diaz.
1: All right, everybody. Hey, Brian Diaz here with you. Thanks for joining me on the program, friends. Happy to have you here as always a great show for you this time around always one of my favorites to bring to you every single year this will be the fourth time running that we've done so it's our annual show on turning tables the fine new orleans-based organization that uh, advocates for equity and inclusivity for brown and black people in the bartending world the hospitality world spirits industry kind of expanded their mission uh, we've done a show with them Every year since they started. And uh, it's just a great honor and privilege to to be involved with them and bring you this show again. It's a fine organization. Uh, We're really uh, just so gratified to see how much the organization has grown, how much it's changed, how the curriculum has developed, the lives that it's touched. Such an important group. So we chat with them. Uh, we're chatting with the organization's founder and my friend, Toray Folks. All these people are my friends. Toray Folks, uh, program leaders, Jeffrey Wilson, Erica Flowers, and Sean Williams. And then also two of the recent graduates to just go through the program this time around, Rachel Johnson and Thomas Moore. So it's a really fun conversation. We're over at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, as we always are. And uh, you'll hear me mention, I said this on the last couple shows that we put out coming back after our break, that I'm putting these shows out uh, a little bit out of order just because of timeliness, newsworthiness, some other considerations. Uh, but we did tape a couple things, two or three things during our break, just because we wanted to take advantage of folks being in town. Or in this case, you know, the uh, Turning Tables group had just graduated or, or, or were just about to graduate. I can't remember. Uh, and so that was just a good time to convene them. So we, t- we taped some things, but we didn't put anything out uh, until recently, as you probably know know, so you'll hear me refer to this being the second show, I think I use the term, in a post-radio world, uh, and it's the second show that we taped, but it's actually the third show that we're releasing, and uh, we'll have a couple more that are are a little askew and out of order as well. But that's the plan for this week's show. Uh, We are on the cusp of Tales of the Cocktail Friends. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we talked about that. Our last show, of course, was our annual, uh, excuse me, our annual Tales of the Cocktail Preview uh, with Eileen Weiner, and that kicks off next week as a matter of fact on sunday i'm going to be going over to register and picking up my media credentials and get the ball rolling so i'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that i did mention last week that we taped part of a show also with the folks who are running the connected new orleans spirits competition that's presented by tales of the cocktail and so we taped our the first part of the interview with those guys and we're going to reconvene with them after the winners are announced we're taping that on wednesday of next week so we'll get that show out to you pretty soon as well so be on the lookout for that one but what we're gonna do friends here we're gonna take a little break on the program and then we're gonna be right back with our featured interview chatting with the folks from turning tables come on back All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Brian Diaz here with you. Thanks for listening in. Thanks to our friends here at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum for hosting us here today and a very... Pleased, as you know, to bring you our annual, it's an annual thing now, our Turning Table show and the fourth iteration thereof. And uh, we're starting the show off with the organization's founder, Ture Folks. Ture, how are you?
0: I'm fine. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good. You look good, man. <laughs> it's a good thing it's radio or a podcast. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also uh, Jeffrey Wilson, or otherwise known as Jeffrey. Hello. Hi, mm. you still don't want to start start it off like you're supposed to, do you? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, all right. I'm, Sorry, I'm just kind of, of I'm just kind of, five of five disappointed, but ah. I guess I, I guess that's it okay. was
2: it was better it was just better because of the fact that we couldn't do it before we had to hold our tongues and all of that. So you know, oh, now okay. that we're okay, you know, now that we're here, we're just going to ease
0: right into Loss it. Lost its luster. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair enough. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to one of the we're previous shows. What we're fucking <laughs> talking about. What we're fucking talking about. <laughs> exactly it's so, it's so great I, and like I don't have to give the spiel anymore about watch your yeah, language yeah, okay. for watch the first three segments and yeah.
2: it, and I mean we've done pretty well over the years the, uh, you know the occasional shit or damn or you know whatever really
1: I think the only one that ever happened was Jerry yeah when uh, Jerry dropped the S-bomb that one time <laughs> sitting over there at the bar and I think that was the only one that actually ever happened and then I had to go back and mute it and I didn't write down when it happened I was pissed off and having to go back through the show and figure that's it out that's some but shit that's in the past so that's all shit <laughs> in the past so that, that, that let's let Let's fucking move forward, Let's shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you guys, congratulations uh, again on another successful year—the fourth group that's gone through the program. And uh, Terry, t- tell us a little bit about. Um, for those who don't know, maybe just give us the short version of, of what is Turning Tables.
0: So, uh, Turning Tables is a New Orleans-based nonprofit um, that advocates for equity and hospitality. Um, within, we initially started um, primarily advocating for equity in bar spaces. And we've since um, moved not only to bar spaces, but we have um, people now that are distilling and trade advocacy. So um, career adjacent pathways within hospitality and the food and beverage.
1: Awesome. And and give us um, maybe, Jeffrey, I'll throw this one to you. Um, How does what's the structure of the program when you have a group come in? Like, how long is it and kind of generally what do they do?
2: Uh, It's a 12 week program. We start off basically talking about the basics of taking care of yourself, um, mental health, uh, being in white faces and black spaces a lot of times, uh, started this thing to say that we can, as, as, uh, people can be here in New Orleans and make a change ourselves, you know, be a part of that change and also to get past that glass ceiling that has been set for a lot of us Mm -hmm. in the past.
1: And and so, and when you guys do the program, so people are Engaging in different spaces. So you're doing a lot of practical education. Right? Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, so it's a it's basically a it's a bartender's program That's that's where we've started it off as um, So you learn classics, but then we talk about specific you know, We talk about booze and we talk about how it's made and how it's distilled and we have people come and talk about uh, Different things and then we go on past that and we have testing and stuff like that and We have practical so we practice with them so they can get their techniques down So when they're behind the bar before they get into their externships, Um, and then we still want to talk about how to market yourself, still taking care of yourself, you know, making sure your mental health is okay. And also just having a sense of self.
1: Okay. Very cool. Torrey, would you tell us a little bit about, you know, the, and I've been around the different groups that have gone through since the the very beginning, maybe give us a little bit of the flavor of how the program has evolved
0: uh, since the first year and, you know, kind of, you know, leading up to this year and what happened. I mean, the, the program has evolved as, I mean, more than anything, I'm always surprised at the the, the pride that they take themselves in what this has become. And just um, within the second week, we had someone come into class and ask us, uh, you know, was interviewing some people, alumni, current students, and they all more or less were on the same page um, about, you um, the most important thing about to take away from turning tables, which is that we have each other going into the industry and we have a sense of pride that there's no glass ceiling in terms of what we can do. And so that first year, um, the focus was being behind the bar. Um, In large part, there was no um, representation behind black spaces. I mean, obviously there's representation behind black spaces, but there was no representation behind bar spaces throughout the city Um, whenever you looked at most black bartenders in the city or people of color in general, you would have like a handful of people named and it would be like Travis Sanders, uh, Denzel at the time, Janae, like a few people mm-hmm. um, that people named because uh, those were um, people that kind of like stood out in white spaces. And now um, representation is extended to um, some of the top bars in the city. I mean, Jewel of the South, Bartonique, um Cane and Table to name a few. Um, mm-hmm. Hotel Chloe, yeah, Dovetail, mm-hmm. I mean we're, we're like a force throughout the city and um, that second year um, was a little bit in a silo out of necessity because of what was happening in the world and um, the way we've had to adapt is the way that the hospitality industry is that adapted it kind of exploded open after COVID um, and so the needs of our alumni and our students changes over time. So, um, the expectations of other people looking at the program, but also expectations of them coming out. You know, because there's gonna be people that are like, you know, what's so special about what's happening here? Um, and everyone that comes from this program is more than ready to be like, this is what's so special. I'm special. I'm doing my thing, um, and there's nothing you can do to stop me from doing my thing. Mm-hmm. No matter what you have to say about the outcomes from this program, um, we are like we are a force and we're changing this industry and we're leaders in this industry. So I think that we've had to adapt to um, not being handbagged in lots of situations, having people that like, go into situations that feel comfortable talking about themselves. You know, the reckoning of George Floyd, a lot of people were like, you know, I want a black person, I want a black person, I want a black person, but like <laughs> what is it what does it mean to actually have people of color in your space and to advocate for them and who is advocating for them once they are in your space um and like what does it really mean to have representation and to um put people forward within your institution whether it be a restaurant a bar or a hotel um how are you bringing people up and um is that something that is primarily on us or are we doing this in community with each other and so we we look to people that want to do this in community with us we're not like we're like two or three people <clears throat> running this organization so obviously we need the the industry we need people in our community we need students to come back um, this is a community-based effort um, and it's a growing movement and so it's there's a lot of needs and there's a lot of things that are to come for what we can do
1: okay awesome. <clears throat> Jeffrey, let me ask you this because and, and Ture said this to a point. I think so. Has the program evolved then to where you're working more directly on with the industry side then as well, with 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 some of the hospitality spaces and other organizations, not just the students going through.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, the basis was, I think, the beginning was probably just to get people in these spaces within New Orleans, but then it started to evolve to a point, especially during COVID, where it was like, well, hey, you know, I, I have a business, and this could help me run my business, this could help me, I want to do pop ups, I want to do this, I, I, I have this thing where I've been trying to do this, but I haven't been able to get off the ground. And these are the tools that I need to, to, to succeed in, or or to move uh, farther away of just being in a bar or a restaurant. I mean, you know, we're, it's As Teresa said before, it's a force because it's not only people who are just in the industry, but now it's entrepreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. And when someone comes to us and says, hey, you know, I've been doing this and I want to make this real, this pop up real. We try to do whatever we can to help them do that, to to realize that. And there's also the people in those spaces who are saying to the places that they work, like, hey, I want to do this. And those people will be like, yeah, go right ahead and, and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if this is a good idea with the food and the drinks and all of that to get all of that together to make something happen here in the city, because this is a, this is the land of pop ups. I mean, New Orleans is <laughs> pop up right. pl- is a pop up place. And there's always something interesting around the corner. Mm-hmm. And with the people that we've dealt with over the past few years are saying that, hey, I want I want to make a mark in this city.
0: Then, yeah, go right ahead. We got you. I just want to answer for a second, like, like not only are we like not just Pablos, we're in restaurant spaces like consulting for them on a regular basis black owned businesses that don't have the same opportunities as white businesses with distributor relationships or um you know could can uh, effectively like pay for the cost of um training their staff and our students are at the forefront of like being a part of that training process and mm-hmm. creating the cocktails and doing those kinds of things and also leaders in a lot of these situations. As well, so like that's
1: well. And and do me a favor, Terry, because that's what I was going to ask you next. Is is, give give us some examples because you've had some of the students that have gone, the externs that have gone through the program have gone on to do exceptional things in all kinds. And Jeffrey, you said this in all kinds of different aspects of the industry. Can you maybe give us some examples? I mean, we're going to talk to Erica and Sean here in just a little bit. But, um, you know, you've had people working in wine. You've had people working in management. You've had people running beverage programs. I think you have people working directly on the producer side now. Yeah, I'm going to give you two examples.
0: Mm -hmm. One, um, you know, as much as we are for the students, we're also for people in the industry that didn't have this before. And so um, you know, Roxy um, is helping on the wine side of things, but has found um, her own um, kind of power and empowerment in doing something that's pretty like popular, and not in a silo, but like in community with us where she's doing activations throughout the city, um, throughout the country, um, as well as a force and mentor for, for a lot of the students, um, and has found community with us And kind of, you know, as a a, a part of the process connected us to a lot of um, the Latino community throughout the city, um, Mm -hmm. but also globally, um, which is super important. Um, And then there's also Ari, another example, who um, she might very well be the first black distiller um, in the state. Um, And she's working with Ports Jam as a part of her externship, but she's also a leader for events just a leader in general but just someone that's like super driven has laser sharp focus had a conversation with me the other day she was like i want to be a distiller um and marketing and sales
3: you know very
0: focused very like dialed into like what she wants to do and our our then what we have to do then is to to, to help her in her pathway to get there cool awesome provide those resources very cool Jeffrey, will you tell us,
1: um, and we're going to take a a break here and uh, change up who we're talking to a little bit, but uh, some exciting things are happening coming into this year with the program. You guys are going to two times a year, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: Yeah. we're going to do hopefully a spring class, a smaller class, Um, still the 12 weeks or, yeah, still probably the 12 weeks, but to get more people involved in this and sort of have alumni come back and start to, because of the uh, stuff that they've done with the W sets or or, uh, bar smarts uh, to come in and start, you know, teaching classes as well. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of exciting things that are are happening.
1: Awesome. And and following on that last question for either one of you, in in talking over the past, you know, four years or so, um, it's just been remarkable to me. I mean, not only what you all have accomplished and the, the quality of people that have come through the program that I've been lucky enough to meet. The excitement that I hear from a lot of people in the industry, not just in New Orleans, but elsewhere, um, you know, people know who you are, what you're up to, and they're listening. And I think it's just been really neat to see uh, the reception and all the hard work that you guys have put into it to to pay off. But are you finding that it's opening up opportunities on a broader, say, geographic level for people to partner with, like experiential learning opportunities, um, you know, bigger
0: industry partner setups and things like that? yeah absolutely um, <clears throat> we um last year sent someone to Mexico for the first time um, uh, as well as uh, a number of our students were a part of large kind of like trade events like camp Runamuck, which is a bourbon education that takes place in Kentucky um, tiki by the sea um, you know uh, bar convent mm-hmm. um, once the world opened up I think a lot of our students started to kind of explore things in these markets and more tangibly, um, you know, we're working on possibly sending people to, um, Vermont, North Carolina, um, other parts of the country for externships that are focused, um, in certain areas.
1: Okay. Very cool. You guys are gonna take a little break. Do me a favor Terry, tell people, because I know you may have to scoot before we're done and uh, just tell people where they can find turning tables online
0: and on social and all that good stuff. Um, the common thread is turningtablesnola. Um, so turningtables turningtablesnola.org, uh, turningtablesnola is our Instagram, okay. um, and then as well as uh, where, what else? Turningtablesnola is our Facebook as well. So, awesome! Very uh, cool,
1: very cool. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a brief pause here. <laughs> we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to another Underberg. All right,
3: come on back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the program. Brian Diaz here with you on the NOLA Drink Show. Thanks for listening in this time around, friends. Happy to have you here. Yeah, it's our second show in a post-radio world. Pretty happy about that, believe me. Uh, we're here at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum chatting with my friends from Turning Tables. has uh, stuck around with us, and we brought two new great guests into the program. First off, Erica Flowers. Erica, how are
4: you? I'm fabulous. Yes you are. It's great it's great, great to see you.
1: Do you need an That's underberg funny. as well? Do you need No, a- I'm, I'm coming off of
4: my Starbucks hi. You were
1: just you were just uh, out of town in, up in New York state so we're going to talk yeah. about that in a little bit. Uh, and uh, Sean Williams. Sean, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Good to okay. see you. Thanks for coming on the show. This is f- yeah. your first time on the show, I yes. think. Yes, yes. But yeah, these these guys have been on before. They've had the great misfortune of being guests on this program. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so Erica, you and Sean um, graduated. Did you graduate in the second group or third group? Third. Third group. Third, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so we were just, you know, obviously we got a good flavor of the program and where things are, are going from Teray and Jeffrey in the previous segment. But maybe tell us um, and I'll go ahead and start with you, Erica, since you're here to my left, Um, going through the program. And then, you know, what are you up to now and and how did the program set you up for the success you're experiencing?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like Jeffrey was saying earlier, you know, coming into the program, I did have a business taste of the tropics. I talked about that the last time I was here Mm -hmm. and how it was really about me learning all these things so I can kind of gain clarity on where I would go with not only that business, but my life. Um, and a lot of what I learned, I was able to apply and, you know, I started being more focused on like cocktail pop-ups following, uh, feeling more confident in creating these drink recipes and serving them to the general public, knowing what I was doing at that point. Um, and I tell everyone about this, that it's really what you make of it. They really give you all the tools and the resources throughout those 12 weeks and following that, um, whether you continue your learning or not, like it's going to set you up for success or keep you where you are. And luckily, I still had that drive and momentum to continue to learn. Um, So attending things like Tiki by the Sea, having the opportunity to go to Oaxaca uh, this past year with Tere, um, with Convite Mezcal, uh, as well as in collaboration with Hodling & Co., which I now hold a position with, uh, really set me up for the life that I have right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've met great people at each step of the way. And I think that's something that was just like an introduction with turning tables, like just seeing the community that there was here in New Orleans, but to travel around and still feel that same sense of community has been a great feeling. Um, I still do my pop ups here and there, but I've definitely hit the ground running with brand work. Um, I'm on holding and co's cocktail council. Currently, so doing a lot of uh, brand awareness through curated events, social media posts, word of mouth, um, having the honor of being on the council with some really prestigious people like uh, Shannon Mustafer, Alex Jump of Front of Health, uh, Glendon, who owns several restaurants and bars in DC, uh, Eric Tennyson, who's also out in California where the company's based. I've learned so much about them. and I just continue to collect this, these like feedbacks and just perspectives on how I want to continue forward in the industry. Um, I was in New York recently, uh, for a bar five day, it's, uh, a, a spirits and mixology certification. Um, it was intense.
1: That's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. it was very
4: intense. I was there as work study. So our days are a bit longer. Uh, the workload is, A lot, especially when you don't have that downtime while people are taking breaks. We're like in the room, dropping glasses, flipping the whole room for blind tastings, um, helping to batch cocktails with the back of house juicing and all these other things. Um, So luckily, I felt well prepared going into it. I had done my due diligence with studying and such, but even in that setting, I felt very supported. My other work-study team members were like so amazing you know like we had our talks here and there to just try to get to know them but overall like we're juicing okay tell me about who made the first punch what's in this cocktail (laughs) let's talk about the distillation process for this so everybody like was really focused throughout the whole time. Being back feels great. Awesome. I've been traveling a bunch this month and it feels like a weight have been lifted off my shoulders. Whatever the outcome of the certification, I'll find out in like a month or so. I, I'm still very proud of myself. And I always go back to this, that turning tables was really the root of it all. all right. And it's brought me to where I am. The support that I've gotten from Jeffrey and Ray is just like, it's so much gratitude awesome. for cool. them in my life. Thank you, Erica. Yep. Sean,
1: uh, same same question for you, um, you know, going through the program in the third year and just kind of tell us your, your story.
3: Yeah, so I came into the program with an idea um, that I really didn't know what to do with at all. Um, bartending um, was something that was really uh, like a scary place for me. Like I never wanted to be behind the bar. I'd been in pretty much every position in a restaurant, even in the back of the house.
1: So, so you'd worked in hospitality for a long time yeah. prior.
3: Okay. Yeah, so I've been um, a pastry assistant, I've been a line cook, I've been a hostess, I've been a server, I've been food runner, um, expo, but the bar was always very intimidating to me. So one thing that I know is that in order to like, in order to grow into, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to grow into like the best person that you could possibly be, you have to change, and you have to be willing to do things that are uncomfortable. So, wanting having this idea to create this pop up, um, I knew that I would have to do things that I'd never done before, and I wanted knowledge of every part of um, the process. And bartending was gonna be was gonna be a part of that.
1: <laughs> what 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 is the pop up that you're doing?
3: It's sure. called Oriza. Um, it's okay. a pretty fluid concept, but it's all rice-based. Um, right now it manifests itself in the form of a um, food and drink uh, pop-up that I host at different restaurants with different chefs throughout the city. And we explore culture and tradition through the lens of rice.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. So like, really cool. like where have you been recently or where are you going to be coming up?
3: So the first one uh, was last spring and that was with Chef Anna Castro and Chef Ozzy Mendoza over at Lingua Madre, and we explored Mexican and uh, Puerto Rican rice dishes. The second one was at Jewel of the South with Chef Phil Whitmarsh, um, and we explored European rice dishes. And the last one was at Margie's Grill um, with Chef Indigo, and we explored uh, Louisiana cuisine.
1: Okay, cool. So now are you... So you're, you're doing the drink program along with pairing with the the chefs, the food that the chefs create?
3: So all of the, so far has been, uh, every dinner has been four courses, um, all rice-based. And then we have not necessarily pairings, but also rice-based cocktails. Okay. So we'll use, um, like either, like there was a toasted rice syrup in an old-fashioned that we did, or we'll use a rice-based gin um, in a cocktail and just kind of um, expanding, People's perspectives of what rice is um, and how it connects us. I just think that it's a really, really important grain and it, it connects us in ways that people don't, uh, it's kind of underestimated to me. And I've always really loved rice, but I didn't know what to do with that, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was sure. just like, um, actually, it was uh, through some talks with Andrew Albert over at Exclave that the idea expanded into multiple pop ups because what I wanted to do was something like a big rice celebration. Um, just bring different chefs together. I've worked in a lot of places and um, bring these different chefs and bartenders together to just kind of explore rice from their perspectives. But in talking to him, um, which is I met him through Turning Tables, and he's a great resource. Uh, he was like, "Why don't you break that up? Like, instead of doing all of these people at once, like maybe roll it out and see what it's like, like with each individual person and and." whatever, and that just, it kind of grew from there into, oh, this doesn't have to be in one place. Then I realized, yeah, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be all at once. We can break it up into different parts of the world, and it just kind of grew. From that
1: yeah, there's a lot of storytelling, to yeah, do there isn't there, yeah. And, and you're also working at Jewel of the Self, yeah, that right, with Chris Anna. Mm-hmm. And how's that experience been for you? It's
3: yeah. been amazing. Um, he's a great mentor, um, he's definitely a lot of fun to work with. <laughs> it's a really cool environment, it's really like familial, um, and it's probably the best like hospitality job I've had. He, he can make a drink, yeah, yeah. he, he <laughs> knows his way around the bar, I guess. <laughs> right, right. So,
1: so Torre, real quick to you, um, to see what Erica and Sean have accomplished, you've got to, it's got to be a great sense of pride,
0: right? No, I mean, <clears throat> uh so much pride. I mean, they, they kind of blow me away. They, they talked about some of their accomplishments, but like, I mean, for one, Sean is sake master. Um, I love sake. That, that would <laughs> make a lot of <laughs> sense. That would and make like, a lot of sense. On her own path that she didn't even mention there. Uh, Erica was the first black female bartender in which um, She's probably one of the top Bars in the city, if not the top okay, bar. Okay,
4: period. Shout out Canaan Table. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Okay, cool. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to bring that up and,
1: because you were so busy and I didn't want to bring it yeah, up. I, into, I was yeah. thinking I actually forgot to mention uh, that. Okay, I'm like, okay. I didn't tell them where I worked. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but just the fact that they think outside of the box, like, they're like, yeah, and I accomplished this, but I still have ambition for these other things is just something that makes me super proud. And both are super active in coming back to class. Um, you know, they like check in on their bar dad often and they're like you need anything you're doing okay you're drinking water you like <laughs> you are sleep? you self-caring <laughs> today yeah, yeah, yeah you're getting sleep um and i feel really great i mean i don't have any you know as old as i am i don't have any children of my own but it's it's nice to have people that check in on you and like always um you
4: have so many children i know I have so many children i have so I'm many children child. can i get twenty dollars <laughs> what's
1: up <laughs> awesome Cool. Uh, Erica, I'm going to ask you. We're going to take a break here in just a few minutes, but, um, and I'll ask you the same question. Actually, Sean, I'll throw it to you. We'll, we'll go in a different order this time. What does it mean for you to still be involved with the program, and how, how are you staying involved
3: with the program? What does it mean for me? Um, gosh, I don't even know how to put that into words the right way. <laughs> um, It's just, uh, turning tables, and this is something that I've spoken about with a lot of um, my peers, people that have gone through the program, like, it literally just, like, changed our lives and in, like, a very short amount of time. Um, I don't, I most certainly would not be doing the things I'm doing right now to to the capacity that I am without turning tables. Maybe I would have been heading in this direction, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as far, for sure. I, I highly doubt that, anyways. Um it's just it's been a a propeller Um, and to continue to be a part of it is really important to me to be here to like um, just be a a point person for the new classes um, and just to let them know like what like what this experience is gonna be is just it's so important to me like this program like the it, it continuing and being successful is, it's just kind of imperative, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool.
1: Good. <laughs> awesome. Erica, same same question to you.
3: Yeah. Um, let me
1: let me let me because we didn't. Sorry to interrupt. Because we didn't. We touched on this a little bit in the first segment with Turi and Jeffrey, but mentorship and ongoing mentorship is such a huge part of the program, and I know that you're involved with that. But
4: absolutely, I second all that Sean said. Uh, Mentorship is huge for me because without these people, like you said, we wouldn't have a lot of these opportunities right now and I've gotten some really great opportunities. So for me, it's like the door was open for me and now I'm holding it for the person that comes after me. Um, Being able to go back during Agave Spirits Week uh, and kind of share my experience from the time in Oaxaca was really nice and um, taste the fourth cohort through uh, some spirits that we tried with Convite. Um, and be able to tell those stories were great. And with all that I'm learning now with bar five and whatever else I do next, I want to be able to share that knowledge. Um, There's a lot of gatekeeping that happens within this industry. And I think I feel obligated to share as much as I know, even with as little as I know, little as I feel I know in this current moment, I want to be that resource. Um, for the classes to come. So I hope to be able to participate in turning tables in a larger capacity, coming back as an educator in some way. Um, yeah, and just continue to inspire and be inspired by all the hard work that I've seen. This most recent class has definitely inspired me to like, just continue to be creative and just go with your gut on some things. Right on. follow that little voice
1: cool perfect thanks you guys appreciate it very much we're going to take a little break here on the show we're going to meet a couple of the new recent graduates from turning tables friends come on back All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, Brian Diaz here with you. Thanks again to our friends here at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, as always, for hosting us. Check out the Nitty Grits Podcast Network. You'll find this show and a bunch of other shows that are all really good not saying this show is i'm just saying there's other shows on that are really good and uh, just go to southernfood.org for more check that out but as promised uh, and as we've done in years past we're going to meet a couple of the new students the new externs who just went through the turning tables program Uh, to my left is uh, thomas moore thomas how are you i'm doing all right thanks for having me yeah man absolutely thanks for coming on it's good to meet you oh yeah nice to meet you too thanks man i appreciate it and uh, rachel johnson rachel how are you i'm doing pretty good and you i'm doing good thanks thanks for making time today and coming out
5: Thank you for having me. Ab- absolutely.
1: I understand you're the baby of the group.
5: I am. I am. <laughs> the baby of turning tables. Since, since, since
2: the day that she <laughs> walked in the interview and said, I'm so young. I'm the baby. And all this, yeah. 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 That sounded about right. I just
5: came in and was like, listen, y'all might have to control me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> i be tripping. <laughs>
1: uh so let's let's go ahead and let's just go down that road then rachel so w- where are you from and how did you get yourself involved with turning tables
5: so i'm from the west bank the best bank of course like it's just we're not going to call it the wank then it's, yeah we're not okay. we're not.
1: <laughs> as thomas said before we're, we're, we're keeping this all above <laughs> board positive yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna keep, <laughs> keep it all kosher don't
5: give me that so um actually fun story uh Tere found me at um monkey board i was at monkey board on the rooftop i was actually originally a host um i had a new manager there and i was like i don't want to be host i want to do what they're doing i want to be behind the bar and um she put me behind the bar and the same day i was behind the Mm -hmm. bar for the first time Teray was actually taking a shift for somebody and they had me in the middle well i did not know anything the volume there was so big we had to do at least i know that night we made over 10k like it was crazy um
1: and that was your first shift behind that the bar. was my first <laughs>
5: shift behind the bar and that was the first time i actually met to like you know actually spent a day with him behind mm-hmm. the bar mm-hmm. um and it was just so fast-paced, and it was crazy, and I really didn't know what the heck I was doing, and I was asking him questions, and he was there for me. And um, my boss at the time, her name was Haley. Haley was like, hey, he has a program. I think you should, like, try to get in his program. And I got in, and uh, <laughs> I loved it. I Seriously, I, I, I got in, and um, I've tried to um, – make the best of, of myself and what I know and, and what I'm doing in life um, with this program and it help it's helping me and it, still helping me out a lot with me personally, me, not just behind the bar, but I feel like I could go to these people for anything, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, okay. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to come back to you and talk to you more about your experience with the program, but tell, tell us a little bit about, about how you got involved. Uh, well I'm from Baton
6: Rouge, but, I, uh, um, Called myself a transplant I guess got stuck <laughs> down married um, so I've been down in New Orleans since about 2014 okay. um, I <laughs> I actually started working at the Superdome uh, in 2017 in bar before that I did some management stuff uh, for different companies and then um a year after working behind the bar at Superdome I got my first invitation to do like a private birthday party and I kind of like I fell in love with that, like just, you know, coming to the crib, pull up with the bottles or whatever and have a party. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I could do that. Like, that's house party college stuff, you know? <laughs> right. um, but I uh, started working at the airport. Then COVID happened. Um, so was out of work for a while. Okay. So I kind of took me out of hospitality for a minute doing whatever to do to survive. And then uh, I ended up we ended up throwing a party for a family member and we ended up hiring a turning tables alumni um i didn't know it at the time so i seen her back there doing a thing her name jade uh one of my mentors Mm -hmm. and i was like man you know i used to do that huh you know just just talking a little noise and i was like i'm I'm interested in getting back to it like i want to get back behind the bar where i feel comfortable at and she was like because i need help you know i have a lot of events going on um, I'll call you. You know, I, I've said that to a lot of people trying to get back behind the bar. No, no ringbacks. So I was like, ah, she ain't going to call me. Kid you not, like the next week later, she was like, hey, you said you want to work. Come work. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So she seen how I worked behind the bar. She was comfortable enough to tell me about tables at that time. Mm-hmm. She like, you might, you might need to look into it. It's an interesting program. I think you'll be a good fit. And I was like, yeah, okay, I don't want to go back to school. Uh, I've done that. And I don't want to go back to school no more. Thanks. Um, but then she, hit, she hired me for another event, and she was like, Thomas, I'm going to send you the application when it go live. Please fill it out. I will come find you. And fill it out for you and make you sign it or whatever she just mm-hmm. threatened me and I was like <laughs> okay it was cool so I applied and then that's how I met these two gentlemen Torrey and Jeffrey and um, interview with them and I just didn't know something like that was around the city of New Orleans because it was something that I was looking for yeah to be honest um, a lot of times I was the only black male in a lot of spaces and so I really didn't have much for as like a community so that's kind of like when she said that's what it was i just applied and they accepted me and here we are today
1: cool awesome thanks rachel what was um give us maybe an example or two of your favorite parts of the program going through maybe something you learned maybe something that you learned that surprised you that you, you like that you didn't even think about before?
2: So there's, um, plenty of, there's plenty of things that Rachel don't yeah. like. Yeah,
3: I'll <laughs> tell you what I don't like. Uh, it's nasty.
1: We're going to talk real shit then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we agreed we were going to keep this all positive. We, this are, we are, we are, we are. <laughs> we are.
5: Um, actually, what's crazy is I'm so glad Sean is here because my first week, um, my my first day not the first day. What was that? Our, like, um, orientation, orientation. orientation. Oh, okay. Okay. our orientation, um, kind of had a breakthrough because, uh, this wasn't something that was interesting. It wasn't, interest- it wasn't interesting to anybody else in my family, but me, they didn't understand what I was doing. So, uh, Sean was at my table and she basically was like, girl. Fuck everybody. Excuse me. I don't mean to say that. That's okay. You can. Yes, <laughs> you You Fuck these people. You do you. Like you know. You know. And that that just that just that just like um, put it in my head. Like I'm gonna love everything about this place because if if somebody could a stranger could sit up here and tell me like do you?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Why would I not take that? You know? Why would I not? Take I'm just that? telling. You that. I'm sorry. I'm that's so okay. Loud. That's
1: okay. No, no, no. The voice is fine. Just um. don't. Oh yeah. my god. I'm sorry. I'm talking okay. with my hands. It's, it's I okay. told you all, I mean. He's <laughs> way in here. Keep, keep going. Sorry. Keep going, Rachel. Um yep. and
5: then the first day of class we actually had like a yoga class with Sean. She teaches yoga and
6: yeah, um And it me out. I'm loud. No, I'm just no, mean, no, I said they took me now? out the first class with yeah, yoga. I was yeah. I was like, why we gotta wear athletic gear? Like we about to go run and pull the bottles or something? Like yeah. we about to do a a bottle relay? What is yeah, this? Yeah, I was like, I was like athletic wear. Well. What's
2: crazy. I, I thought we were gonna
5: be making drinks and the shit. The Good shoes part, I get. But <laughs> right, other than that. Right. <laughs> but um you you were actually like having you were having like this spiritual moment with yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't I, I never was in that type of space before. So I just felt like my energy shift, you know, and I've never had not a positive experience with any I ain't gonna lie. I, I mean, you know, but I'm saying that's just me though. Um <laughs> but like I've never had not a one positive experience every day at class. Like I don't know how to put it in words where like, oh, this was my best day or this was every day was great to me. Okay. Waking up to these people Monday through Wednesday was great to me because I didn't have that before. So, um, yeah, like, I, Okay. I, yeah, yeah, every awesome. day was awesome to me.
1: Cool. Great. Same question. Tom.
6: Um, It was kind of interesting because I've always been like a whiskey connoisseur, just like I like drinking brown. But uh, going through the course and actually getting interested in tequila and mezcal was yeah. interesting for me because I you couldn't pay me to drink tequila and mezcal, <laughs> and Erica actually opened up the door for me to to allow me to be able to experience that a little bit deeper with her event when our pop up she did, and I was like okay I could I could I could deal with this this ain't as bad as my college days because right. that's all I remember <laughs> tequila and nothing much after
1: that, um, and you know like Jose Cuervo different. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't count, man. Prima it doesn't,
6: doesn't count. count. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like taco. Yeah. <laughs> um, that shit's nasty. But, uh, but, but, but overall, that was really surprising to me. And then uh, just understanding the behind the bar. So behind the bottle, like how it gets to the bottle and the process of creating what we consume right. in the bar. So I, I, I thought that was really interesting uh, that we
1: went through the course with. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Jeffrey. Tell us, maybe give us a little bit of a flavor about this particular group. Uh, because, I mean, Thomas and, and Rachel are the only two that I've met from this group, I think. So I got sick uh, first couple of weeks of
2: class, so I missed. So I come in, and they're already doing exercises, and they're already showing how they're able to do their shakes or measurements and pouring and stuff like this. And I was like, what the fuck? Already? This quickly? Wow. Okay, I mean everybody. Mm. And... For me, these, these classes, like coming off of being sick and just being down and then coming into class and seeing these people like, Jeffrey, good to see you. And then this is what I can do. And it's like, damn, wow, okay. This is why we do what we do for this. And it's just a, a huge motivating factor. I mean, they have their cocktail contest and these fools out here are like smoking cocktails now. <laughs> yeah. and- They were somebody you know went outside and grabbed some foliage and put it in in there as a garnish and stuff like that. I mean, they were just like they wanted to impress as much as possible. Every class does that, but it's just like this one class does this, and then the next class goes and does this. Mm -hmm. It just takes it up a little bit. And this, yeah, they were just like, oh yeah, we're gonna smoke this cocktail. So somebody brought in you know some wood and they smoked this cocktail to try to win this contest. And they were serious. There was no nobody was fucking around on that. Yeah. Nobody was fucking around on that, that, that at all. They, wanted, they all wanted to win. They all th- thought, that, and they made great cocktails. All the cocktails were Real, good. Okay. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Little cocky fuckers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, we had a co uh, How, yeah, you know? How do you, I mean, that's nothing that, you can't teach that. Right, 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 <laughs> you right, right, it was right, a right. You teach that. Yeah. You know, and, and I've never, like, I've never said to either of these two, like, are you seriously competitive? That's not a question that comes up. That's just that and they just came in and were just like, no, we going to do this now. And it's like, wow,
1: okay. Period. 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 Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Rachel, um, do you have a. I know we tell us a little bit about what you're up to now, but uh, maybe give us a little bit. We got to end it in about three minutes or so, y'all. But um, what is your plan right now? Where do you want to go in the industry? Or what are you kind of thinking? And we're not going to hold you to this if you change your mind. But.
5: Oh, no. Um, so I'm still like, okay so I actually want to um I don't want to say do pop-ups more but I kind of do want to do events like I do want to start my own business with like teaching bar etiquette and pairing foods with like um specific cocktails and wines or even like sober cocktails you know not just syrupy drinks um for people who look like me and who are around my age as well um people who want to get into the the bar life the, the you know the cocktail life and everything um which is uh kind of I'm not going to say it's hard um I'm just you know I'm I'm 22 so like I don't really know like where to put my hands in yet
4: sure
5: so um I've never been actually at like a regular bar I've always been in hotel bars okay um, which I love benefits, so that's why I stayed right, <laughs> right, right. the hotel bar. But I don't plan on doing that for the rest of my life. Maybe, like, you know, once I get enough money to where I can save and start my own thing, um, that's where I'm at So right you're, now.
1: you're still exploring? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Cool. What about you,
6: Thomas? Um, I'm still exploring, too. I'm 30. Uh, but... Um, uh tables really messed up my idea what i wanted to do for my career <laughs> in bar <laughs> like because it opened me up to uh, so much stuff that i didn't think or realize. um so i mean i i guess uh overall is to still get uh, reps in as far as getting behind the bar because i'm still like a baby craft tender like i'm still new in craft cocktailing um so once i feel comfortable in that aspect um wherever wherever that avenue takes me i'm freely going to go if that's okay. ambassador if that's making my own product if that's making my own spirit or uh, open up in the distillery wherever wherever my career my charisma going to take me i'm open to it okay yeah. um right. so no real real plan just going with the flow right now
2: uh like, we literally can do anything. Well, you guys, you guys yeah. just finished the program
1: not all that <laughs> yeah. long ago yeah. so yeah awesome well very cool i thank you i appreciate no, it no problem and nice to meet the two of you thank you very much thank you Jeffrey, would you tell people uh, one more time where they can connect with Turning Tables? Donations accepted, of course. Yeah, yeah
2: www.turningtablesnola.org. Uh, TurningTablesNola on Instagram. There is a Turning Tables Nola on Facebook as well. Uh, on the website, yeah, there is a donation page mm-hmm. there to uh, help us uh, keep pushing forward here in the city.
1: Awesome. Yeah, can I be invited to the cocktail competition next time? I've heard that a couple times, and I never get invited. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll send you an invite. You'll and get I'll, I'll just. Me. I'm going to end this Noah drink show with a fuck. <laughs>
3: Classic. <laughs> we'll be back to close things out.
1: All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me on the show this time around, friends. Yep, happy to have had you here. And uh, yeah, always great to chat and catch up with my friends from Turning Table, such a great organization. And you know, as we I think we mentioned, uh, that in part, they got their start from grant money from Tales of the Cocktail. So they are intertwined with Tales of the Cocktail, and uh, that's all kicking off next week as we noted at the top of the show, and we noted in last week's show with our annual Tales preview. If you missed that, go check it out. We'll be uh, bringing you some stuff from there. No doubt, it's always fun to go connect with people, see people I haven't seen in a while, and uh, yeah, you know, you end up just encountering all kinds of interesting folks doing interesting things, and these end up populating shows that we do down the road, so we'll be certainly bringing you stuff that comes out of the world of Tales of the Cocktail next week. Do want to encourage you once again to go connect with turning tables uh you can visit their website it's turningtablesnola.org they always accept donations and if you're interested in becoming an applicant for the program you can find a link to do so there as well i mentioned the new orleans spirits competition show at the top of this show that we're going to be bringing you soon we're going to be doing a show i mentioned this last week on sake we're going to be over at the uptown sukeban restaurant Uh, and as a matter of fact sean williams who is on this show is going to be one of our principal guests sake expert sean williams so it'll be great to have sean back on the program and uh yeah so what else we got going on we've got uh, we'll be doing another wine show i think it's spirit wine which is now going to be called really really good wine that'll be coming down the road uh we're going to be doing a show on uh, with the author john demers on the vu his book on that cocktail so some really cool stuff to be on the lookout for we're getting some other stuff on the schedule here and uh, we'll be bringing that to you as soon as we possibly can there you go. And if you, I said this last week, but if you are at Tails, come say hi. We'll be around all week. You can find me. Uh, you know what I look like if you look at our Instagram. We're at Drinks on Facebook and the gram. Pretty easy to find us. And, uh, yeah, come say hi. I'd love to meet you if I haven't met you in person before. So, friends, wish me luck going to Tails. And, uh, yeah, look forward to bringing you more stuff from that front and other new shows coming up soon. So, friends, remember to be kind to one another. Use your turn signal. Put your shopping cart up and when you're supposed to. Hit Reply All. Until next time, cheers, y'all.